thank you for joining me on another episode of She Leads Now podcast, where we help career and entrepreneurial women gain the tools to develop a success mindset, create winning strategies, build collaborative relationships, and take bold action towards creating impact and fulfillment in their lives and careers. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon, and I'm on a mission to awaken and activate women and emerging leaders so they can tap into their innate leadership ability, elevate their influence, and create the impact they were destined to make. If you're ready to up-level your confidence, courage, and influence, you've come to the right place. Join me weekly for insights, strategies, and resources to help you grow, develop, and embody the leader you were meant to be so that you can make the impact you know you are called to make and establish the legacy you've always dreamed. The world eagerly awaits the emergence of your brilliance, impact, and influence. So with that, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of the She Leads Now podcast. Joining me today is Mary McCoy Thompson. Mary is the COO of Dovetail Learning, and she has a passion to empower people and to lead transformational change. She is also the co-developer of We Are Resilient. Mary's primary centering skill is finding gratitude, which I love. And her favorite quote is, every day is a gift, and we are blessed to have each other in our lives. Mary, I'm so excited to have you here today. I am so grateful to be here, Sabine. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. The words transformational and change are are definitely ear perkers for me. But before we get into what you do at Dovetail, tell us a little bit about you, about your journey and how you came into this work. Thank you for the question. I have worked in nonprofits my whole career. I have worked in education and healthcare primarily, and I have been blessed to be able to live and work all around the world. And that's just my passion. I have worked uh, with organizations focusing on girls' education in Afghanistan. I worked um, organizations doing AIDS in India, preventive healthcare for kids in the U.S., and social entrepreneurship in Beijing, water and tech training in Nairobi, agricultural training in West Africa, and family engagement in the U.S., for me, I look back and I'm in wonder and awe about how that could have all happened. Part of it is setting my sights to wanting to doing something. And then what education do I need? What path do I need to take? And then also being open to the opportunities that present themselves and just going for it. I really feel life is an adventure and all it takes is courage. Jump in. (laughs) Yeah. What an amazing journey, like to be able to leverage your skill sets, leverage your experience to travel the world and support other people in that capacity. Now, I could just imagine jumping from one job to another job across town takes a (laughs) lot of courage and a a lot of working through. Like, What was the driving force for you? How were you able to overcome any fear to making those large transitions? I will say I have a deep faith life that that powers me and fuels me. And part of that is empowering other people, especially the poorest of the poor and people who are vulnerable. And so one, feeling like I really wanted to be of service in the deepest way possible helps me get beyond myself and get into the world in a way that I need to be, right? There's always people that are hurting that we can walk with. And there's so much that I've learned from other people along the way that have helped give me the skills and knowledge to do what I love to do. Yeah. It it sounds like that you've found your purpose or you're on that journey to working through your purpose. 
and that's a really great way to phrase it because my purpose has been to serve others and to be a channel of love in the world. That's really my internal purpose. How that manifests itself keeps changing. Is it this particular way or is it that? And all I can do is listen to my heart and listen to what those who care about me say and follow those indicators and know that any particular part of the journey, it may change in a way that I don't, doesn't feel comfortable and I don't like. Sometimes things stop when I don't want them to stop. I've also not gotten many things that I've wanted. And so I've had a lot of challenges along the way too, but it doesn't mean I don't really appreciate my life and I'm grateful for it. I love your expansion on purpose because it's one of those words and it's one of those terms that people throw around all the time, but then it's people are still always trying to define it in actual terms and define it for themselves. And I remember I used to be one of those people where I was just like, okay, I'm going to find my purpose. I also had a rock bottom experience that kind of led me to wanting to find purpose. And I used to have this image that purpose was the static thing. Like I would find it and then I would just be doing it. (laughs) And it took a while for me to realize that, no, it's, it's not about a thing. It's not about an assignment. It's not about where you work. It's not about the work that you do, but it's about how you're able to express who you are in different capacities, in different seasons of your life. Yes. And for me, it's a lot about the way I am being in the world. Sometimes it's not what I'm doing, but how am I being? And sometimes I'm really upset and, oh, what am I doing? It's not mattering. It doesn't make the difference. I'm not being the leader that I want to be, but I'm fully confident that the who I'm being in the world matters and how I interact and impact people that matters. And so that's what I hold on to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so going into the work that you're doing today with Dovetail Learning, so tell us a little bit more about the organization, who you work with, how you work with your clients. I love my work at Dovetail Learning. And part of it, you've heard about my crazy journey that's done all these crazy things. And I really feel like this is the culmination of what I've learned from all those things. And I've been able to bring it into my work at Dovetail Learning, which is why I love it so much. And I love my team. The people I work with are fabulous. What we do at Dovetail Learning is help people strengthen their resilience, help adults strengthen their resilience, and therefore help the children that they serve strengthen their resilience. Resilience is a funny word. People don't really know what to do with it, but really it's about strengthening your relationships, helping you become connected, grounded, and ready for change. And we all need that. And I also believe that by helping people tap into their own resilience, and we start with we are resilient because we are resilient, that's how we get to create the world that we need in the world. So I'm going to give you a little bit of our approach because that's really important to understand. So we first talk about our protective patterns, and those are what we learned growing up. And that's how we react to the world when we feel a little bit unsafe. That could be socially, emotionally, it could be physically, but we have this way we react. And learning whether it's helping us or hurting us is really important and noticing that. And then deciding whether we want to change it in each particular situation, because our protective patterns, our reactive resilience is important to us and has helped us, but sometimes it's not always helping us and sometimes it's blocking us. So we feel it's important to talk to people about what's getting in their way of resilience before we give them the research-based skills, the evidence-based skills that they can use when it's more helpful. 
So first we talked about protective patterns. We also talk about our cultural patterns, and that's the lens through which we see the world. We all have our unique cultural patterns. They're created by our family, by our community, by the way the world sees us from everything from ethnicity, the construct of race, gender identity, language patterns, all those things create our cultural patterns. And we all have different ones and understanding, oh, that's my cultural pattern. That's someone else's cultural pattern. That's the reason they see the world that way. That helps create a bridge of understanding both for ourselves and others. And then we talk about our three types of skills, our centering skills. And we have six centering skills that we teach to help us feel grounded and help us to be centered so we can actually do the work that we want to in the world. Then we have our connecting skills, which are how we create those deep, authentic connections with people. We're hardwired as human beings to be connected. And so the connecting skills take it to the deeper level, help us create the intimacy that we want in our life and help us create the work relationships that we want. And then we have our collaborating skills and that's how we create teams that thrive and teams that are can go towards success. The collaborating skills really give us the power to together create the world that we want. On top of all of that, we have three resilience mindsets. We have the resilient mindset of curiosity, what's happening, choice, and courage. So we put together this whole approach, which gives us sort of the cognitive piece. Okay, I can think about how I should navigate the situation. And you can tell all those pieces also touch our hearts, right? Because they motivate us. And then they also are practical skills. So they're things that our hands can do. What can we do to actually change? So we try to have all those pieces incorporated into this. It's the personal transformation by going through this. We have this personal transformation that can lead to group transformation and um, organizational transformation. And we believe, I believe that this is how we get to societal transformation. So that's the overall of our approach. Thank you so much for sharing that and for going into detail of, of what the, the framework looks like on the, the website. I love the fact that you were using this same program and the same model to help parents with uh, their children. Because I do think that building that awareness around how we process information, what information we process at a younger age, like it's a game changer. I think of all of the work around mindset and beliefs and everything else that I've had to do over the last few years to undo things from the past, having those tools as children or even having parents who had those tools who can support. I think that's an important piece. And I love how it's expanded into all areas of society. I know we talked a little bit about how that relates to the entrepreneurial journey and how you're adapting some of those key uh, pieces within the framework to the entrepreneurial journey. Can you talk to us a little bit about how that, how that translates? It's so applicable. It's so applicable because you're taking your idea, you're trying to figure out how to execute it. You're trying to figure out which team to blue to bring in. You're trying to figure out how to do marketing and sales around your idea. And for all of that, you need these skills. So you need to be able to be centered and grounded when things come your way. You need to feel, oh, I can handle this. Positive reframing is one of our mindsets. And it's really important to me personally, 
I was an executive director for an organization that worked in Nairobi, in Kenya, in Kibera, in one of the slums there. And we had this lovely facility for water and training and all sorts of things. And people weren't coming into it. And I was just so devastated. I have a staff that I'm trying to, you know, pay and we weren't bringing income in and people who don't get paid, don't eat their kids get pulled out of school when you're living in the slum. So it was really important and really critical to my heart. And I was like, Oh, we're just going to have to close because what's happening is not working. And I went to bed and I got up the next morning and I thought, wait a minute, we still have all those assets. We still have, we can do something with this. We don't just have to give up because our previous plan didn't work. And I was able to reframe with help, with great support from our partners there. And Procter & Gamble was one of those great supporters. And they helped me reframe and come up with a totally different business plan. That positive reframing helps us throughout life. Whatever obstacle is coming in our way, how can we turn it into an opportunity? That's just an example of one of the centering skills that we teach that's fundamental for changing the way that we think through things and then changing the way also our heart, how we're listening to our emotions, how our emotions are driving us. You talked about the importance for parents. I know for myself, I wish I had focused a little bit more on emotional intelligence with my kids uh, and knew that myself when I was a parent so that I can impart it to children. And then it's so important as an entrepreneur. Like, what is my gut telling me here? How am I feeling about this? And what can I do about that? What should I do about that? Yeah, although all the rest of our approach is also super helpful. That's just one example of something that um, can really help entrepreneurs. That example that you shared being in Kenya is so applicable, especially for entrepreneurs, right? You go to launch a product or something happens and you're faced with those types of moments to reframe almost daily. And so really learning how to take that step back in those moments, it can feel overwhelming and and you're so wrapped up in the emotion of what's not working that it is hard Mm -hmm. to see sometimes the forest from the trees of, hey, there's another opportunity right here. So I, I love that you share that. Now, as I'm thinking through the entire model and the framework and just change and transformation and the the whole concept around just helping individuals, people be the best versions of themselves so that it reflects back in their homes, it reflects back in their communities, in their organizations and society as a whole. It's amazing to think through how one person changing or one person transforming aspects of themselves or how they think and how they see the world can have that large of an impact or that ripple effect. How do you go about instilling that in people that the the understanding that when you change, the world around you changes? That's a good question. I think there's a couple ways of doing it. First of all, we really focus on the practice model coach method of getting this out into the world. So we help people practice it themselves. And that's why we love resilient circles or other kinds of training, because we all have to learn how to practice it. That's the other thing about this approach is for everyone. It's not for those people over there who need help. We all need to do this work and it's all applicable for everyone. So we help people practice it. And then we talk about how they can model it for others, whether it's the children in their home or other people in their life. 
And then only then do we help them coach others. And that's through listening, heartfelt listening, and through questions and encouragement. Rather than telling people what to do, it's helping people tap into the resilience they already have. So through that kind of coaching, that's how we get, that's how we think it spreads. The work is also an open educational resource, which means all of our resources are free to download, adapt as you want, and share with others with the Creative Commons license. We really are passionate about that because that is also how we're going to change the world by making our resources available to everyone who needs it. Having everything locked up in a strict copyright where people don't have access unless they pay hundreds or thousands of dollars and sometimes is not how we're going to change the world and create the world we want. So I think when people understand and see that, they're often excited about the potential. They can see that they can use the work, whether it's in juvenile justice systems and Atlanta where people are using it. We were just doing training in Chicago for parents. There's just so many possibilities that people can take it out into the world. Yeah. Would you mind also speaking to the organizational landscape? So obviously there there are leaders listening, both in the entrepreneurial space, as well as within traditional organizations. And how can they begin to apply or model your resilience model within their individual teams, within themselves? I know the the practices are probably the same, but what are some low-hanging fruit or tactical ways that they can begin to shift their own patterns and behaviors to help support their teams and organization at large? We believe that organizations need more relational practices. We know that people are leaving their businesses and leaving their organizations because of toxic culture. It's the biggest reason for the great resignation. The reason there's toxic culture is because people aren't using relational practices. They don't show that they care for the other people who are in their life, in their organization, in their team. They don't show that at the deepest level. And being able to use our practices, whether it's the centering skills, the connecting or collaborating, it's all about helping people be in better relationship with each other. I said at the beginning that we're hardwired for relationship. As human beings, if we get the relationships that we want in the work environment, we perform extraordinarily well. If we are working for managers who believe in us, who help nurture our contributions, who mentor us, we perform very well. So managers who use these skills understand, oh, I need to be centered. Oh, this is where my protective pattern might be coming in. Oh, that's a cultural pattern that has happening. Oh, how can I use the connecting skills to get into a deeper relationship with this person? How can I use give better feedback because I'm using my connecting skills? What kind of collaborating skills do I need in my team here? Am I doing appreciation in a way that really works? Do we have the agreements? Am I honoring the agreements that I need to? There's so many practical tips in these skills that people can use in organizations right now to create organizations that not only retain workers, but help workers thrive to create the organizations we need. Absolutely. It's almost like to simplify it, right? Not, I know it's not a simple process to go through, but to simplify it, we have to reteach people how to be human again. Um, and how to be human, regardless of whether or not they're in an organization or they're in a business. It's just about tapping into your natural essence and sharing that with others. Exactly. Exactly. And that's part of why we named the program or approach. We are resilient because we have it. (laughs) It's just helping uncover and revealing. And then maybe 
developing certain skills. Sometimes we maybe haven't learned them as well as we could have. The, The funny thing for me is I always thought I was a natural connector and I am, but every day I find myself opportunity to use our connecting skills in a deeper way to help me just take that much further to become the person that I want to take. And I tell you, all of us who develop this approach, we use it in our lives all the time. It's one of the reasons we're passionate about it because we need to keep practicing about it, not because we have it all right and we use the skills perfectly. The thing about resilience is we can feel completely resilient one moment and something else knocks us off our plate and we feel completely unresilient the next moment. That is being human. The question is, do we have the skill to get back onto center? Do we have the skill to sometimes anticipate the stress that's going to come our way so we have we can avoid getting in such a high peak? That's the kind of thing that we're trying to work on in the We Are Resilient approach. And also, we know that there's something else coming down the plate. We just don't know what it is. That's what life is. Life is nothing but curveballs thrown at us. And so the question is, can we catch them in a graceful way? Can we show our children how to catch them in a graceful way? Can we work with our team so all the balls coming at our team are handled well? We believe our approach can really help with that and help create the organizations that we want to work in and want to stay in for the rest of our career because they're so amazing. Yeah. I I love the fact that there are programs like Dovetail that start to train and start to have the conversation that it's okay to prepare for change and it's okay uh, to start building these skills because it's a necessity. And going back to what I said before is I love that this is happening with kids because kids who can learn how to build their resiliency skills, if you will, will become adults who are able to navigate change, who will be become leaders eventually who are able to help others navigate change easily. And so a lot of us are just at a disadvantage uh, because we're learning this as full-blown adults, full-blown leaders, whereas you're really paving the way to our new generation of leaders who are coming up who will have already learned some of this. Yeah, I was very inspired working with our teen internship cohort. There's a lot of kids out there that are learning great skills that are going to create the world that we need. So it is really inspiring. So with that, Mary, I want to wrap up here, but just have a couple of real quick rapid fire questions for you. So in terms of book recommendations, is there a book or books that are your go-tos that you absolutely recommend? I love Brene Brown and I love her Dare to Lead book. I feel like it's the epitome of a lot of the other works that she's done. And it's a great way to get into a lot of her concepts. Brene Brown, like many others, we built our approach on the work that they did because we just wanted to make it a simple approach that includes a lot of components in it that people could do. But it's built on the work of a lot of other people, including Brene Brown. Thank you for sharing that. It's an amazing book and definitely have read it. So we'll definitely include that in the uh, show notes below. And as far as connecting with you, with your organization, for those who are listening, who may want to learn more uh, about the training for themselves, please share with us how they can get in touch. Yes, I would go to dovetaillearning.org. We have free events, lots of free events. We do have paid trainings. If you're interested in bringing it to your organization, we'd love to do that. We also have lots of downloadable resources, or you can buy on our website, lots of resources that will help you with guides, all sorts of things. Thank you. And as far as social media, where would you advise that people connect with you? 
Yeah, I have a Twitter, which I'm on. I'm also on Instagram. So either one of those would be a great way to connect with me. Awesome. We will definitely include the website and Mary's contact information and handles on the show notes below. So before I let you leave, as you're thinking about you know, where we are in our society today and what we need most um, and how just how we can begin to grow and, and really transform into that society that is impactful, that is loving, that represents the true human essence. Any final thoughts? That's a really great question. I would say we actually have to be the change we wish to see. I know we've all quoted that many times and it's the hardest change to make. And so I invite people to go on that journey and see where personal transformation can lead them to become the leaders that they want and create the organizations that they want. And that it really does matter how we be in the world. Love that. Thank you so much, Mary. Again, all of her contact information will be below. Please be sure to connect with her and reach out. Let her know that you heard her on the She Leads Now podcast. With that, I will be back next week with another episode. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of She Leads Now. Be sure to join us next week for another transformative discussion to help you grow, develop, and embody the courageous leader you've always been. Be sure to subscribe to the show to get alerts when new episodes drop and join us for our next Leaders Lounge meetup on Zoom. Details and dates for future sessions are included in the show notes below. So take a look there or head over to sabinegideon.com forward slash lounge to register and hold your spot for the next session. Again, that's sabinegideon.com forward slash lounge to grab your spot. Excited to connect with you all inside the lounge. Talk to you soon.